What's happening, weirdos? This is Byron Bowers, who is one of the most interesting people I've ever talked to. He's also incredibly funny and has a new stand-up special on Hulu called Spiritual N-Word. Check that out. It's incredible. It really is one of a kind. You've also seen him on the Eric Andre show. He was on the Pete Holmes show. He was also, he, he's always showing up in some of my favorite movies. Like he was incredible in the movie Honey Boy, uh, the Shia LaBeouf movie. He's really, really something. And I'm so glad we got to sit down. Here's a little taste. Once you start reading like self-help books and Tony Robbins and stuff, and you listen to Jay-Z album, you're like, oh, it's a lot of... Same stuff. He's dropping a lot of like innuendos. In these, right. In these, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Yeah, so <laughs> it's crazy to that go back. That seems like something Tony Robbins would say. Yeah. Don't be a businessman. Be a, be a business, businessman. Yeah, like that. that. Whoa. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> so excited for you guys to hear the rest of this conversation. If you like this uh, kind of thing with me, maybe... If you like this kind of thing, maybe you want to see me do stand-up comedy. I'm currently on tour. You can go to uh, PeteHolmes.com for tickets. Uh, the next cities coming up are Grand Rapids, San Diego, and New Orleans. But you'll see on the website, I'm coming I'm coming everywhere. I'm going everywhere. <laughs> Sounds better. I'm going everywhere. Uh, go to PeteHolmes.com. Or if you're going to be in the Los Angeles area, I do a monthly show there at Largo, a beautiful theater, always the highlight of my month. Go to Largo-LA.com for tickets. Always have some of the best uh, comedians in the world on that show, as well as music. Um, we've had Phoebe Bridgers, we've had Bo Burnham, we've had Sarah Silverman, Judd Apatow, Zach Galifianakis. Incredible, always fun. Go to Largo-LA.com. Hope you can be there on March 29th. And if you're in another city, go to PeteHolmes.com and please see if I'm coming to a town, coming to a town near you. Only one ad up top, which is our friends at Living Libations. This is one of the easiest and best ways to support this show because Living Libations makes natural, premium, but also easy to understand ingredients, beauty products, skin products, teeth products, baby products. They have something natural and wonderful to replace all sorts of random chemical nightmares you might ha have hiding in your medicine cabinet, whether it's uh, a moisturizer you put on, something for your gums, something for your baby's butt. Living Libations has the list of ingredients that you will recognize and be able to pronounce that are real and natural, but Living Libations also makes some of the best products in the world full stop. The example I always use is their ginger exfoliating scrub. Not only do I recognize every single ingredient on the small list of ingredients, as opposed to some random thing you get at CVS that has all these chemicals linked to disease and just toxicity levels that aren't intended for humans. The ginger exfoliating scrub is also just the most badass and effective exfoliant I've ever used in my life. So these aren't sort of like also ran or like weak natural alternatives. These are strong, high quality, effective, powerful, and nature-based replacements for, for things made by corporations that just don't care about you whatsoever. Living libations is the solution to chemicals, and it's also the solution to a lot of your, your health and beauty needs, like Best Skin Ever, the moisturizer both Val and I use. One bottle lasts an incredibly long time, by the way. I'm just realizing as I'm recording this, I haven't had to re-up in a very long time. Not only will you recognize all the ingredients, but it keeps your skin looking great, smells great, keeps you looking great 
whatever your skin needs, whatever your body, your eyes, your your kids. We get the Love the Sun zinc-based sunblock for Leela. It's wonderful because she has to wear sunblock every day in the summer and, you know, frankly, in the spring, too, here in, in uh, California. It's wonderful knowing I'm putting something on her that isn't overloaded with chemicals, that is made from natural things that actually works. But I can feel good about putting it on my daughter. I can feel good about putting it on my body because what you put on your body gets in your body, gets in your blood. It's like eating it. It's basically absorbed into you. So we should be careful about what we eat and we should be deliberate and mindful about what we put on our skin as well. And Living Libations is here to save the day. So this is the reason I say it's a great way to support the show. You can get something little, get something little, or do what Val and I did, which is a complete medicine cabinet uh, bathroom overhaul and did everything Living Libations. But either way, it shows support of the show, and that means a lot. So to give it a try and show your support of the show, go to livinglibations.com slash weird, and you'll get 15% off everything and anything you see on that website. Show support for your body. Show support for the show. Livinglibations.com slash weird for 15% off. All right, everybody, enjoy this chat with Byron Bowers. Get into it. This is you. This is this is your close right here. There's your wide. I might just stay at the the skylights. (laughs) (laughs) You got blinds for it. That's that's uh. Yeah, you're the first and only. How many hundreds of episodes have we done? No one's ever been like skylight one two. There is a blind on that skylight, yeah. and it's closed. That's the yeah. I it's, guess people don't pay attention to. Uh, I know we ain't started yet. But ceiling windows. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I went to school for engineering, so you did. And architecture always jumps out. I always look at how things are made. Well, you just hence walk- the truck. You know. Right. Yeah. Well, I noticed your truck. Hence the the specific maker of the truck. Yeah. And the truck itself. It's a Porsche, though, isn't it? Yeah. Porsche makes trucks. They make uh, sports wagons. They call them. Okay, sports wagon. And um, they're very good at engineering and, and design and of refi- and refining. Is Porsche German? Yeah, Porsche. Did you know I that? Did. I did. Because I, I didn't did. know if I caught you like <laughs> being like no, no, no. Yeah, but I'm just going through <laughs> all the research of uh, you know of the of the person, the engineer who started the company. a Porsche. That's his last name? Yeah. It's a dude? Yeah. What's his first name? Uh, I think it's Ferdinand. Ferdinand? Really? Yeah. Ferdinand Porsche? Yep. Because yep. if you're fucking with me. No, you can Google it. <laughs> Ferdinand. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why it's funny. Yeah. And he made the Volkswagen. He created the Volkswagen. The same That's the dark history. That's the dark history of it. That's towards his dark. You know, we all got dark past. Right. You know. I didn't know Porsche was the same dude that made... I thought that was someone named Volkswagen. No, Volkswagen means people's car. Yeah. And it was Hitler's idea? Yeah. That's so the he worked with history. Hitler at the time, you know. He had like brainstorming sessions yeah, with Hitler. Yeah, they would talk and he was like, Hitler, you know, I want a people, I want a car for the people. I'm a man, I'm going to be a man of people. I got big dreams. Yeah. And and uh, Ferdinand was like, I got it. You know, it's a little bubbly thing. Designed the Volkswagen. Yeah, designed the, the people's car. Somebody told me something. Here's an interesting Hitler, I know. Hitler fact was that when they would do his address, his radio address, I guess he gave a lot of people radios. Everybody got a radio because, you know, as a dictator, you have to oh, yeah. speak to the people. You have to get them your message. Yeah. So it seems like cool, like, oh, free radio. And it's a tax write-off. 
Are you governing an island? I don't know. About. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed it was part that. of the budget. Like, yeah, of course. Get, oh yeah, no, they like, weren't paying for those radios. Yeah. They were like, "There's a way to get this free." Yeah. You see these guys with the guns? Yeah. They make the radios. There you go. Everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for the people. Remember that. Right? Radio for the people. Volks Radio. Volks Radio. Volks Radio. And then what they would do, somebody just told me this, at the beginning, if you turn your radio on to the station that was going to have his address on it, yeah. it would play, there's like unholy frequencies. There's, there's certain chords that okay. back in the day, back in like Mozart's day, mm-hmm. It was illegal to play certain chords wow. because they were considered demonic. And, and you know these chords. They, they just make you feel weird. Some of them are baked into the Simpsons <laughs> theme song. Dun, 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 is supposedly like one of the, it's like oh, an evil real? chord. Yeah. Wow, I now we're smoking weed and watching YouTube right now. But I mean, that's a history of hip hop too. Tell me level. what. These certain low bass frequencies create mm-hmm. anger and... Well, and they sound like growling. That's why when you put it on, you you bounce and stuff like that. You right? Because you your adrenaline's yeah, going. Yeah, the club, and you you get adrenaline going. And well, fight. you it, you can't tell my caveman brain when it hears a subwoofer that it's not a bear. You know what I mean? Like it's shaking you and it's growling. It's the same with your loud ass car. Sorry, I just made fun of your car. Yeah, but your car sounds like a tiger. Well, I like yeah, I like that. Sound. That's what I mean. Yeah, so, you're harnessing. Your, but I like bass too. So you got a bear inside yeah, and a, a tiger bear. outside. Oh, man. So you got a whole zoo <laughs> or a whole jungle, yeah. I guess, chasing people. Wow. <laughs> but that's what it is. We're always trying to borrow attributes from the animal kingdom. Yeah. And when you're a sport, if you wear a jersey, a Chicago Bears jersey, you're doing it twice. The Bears, this football team is saying we're like bears. You're saying I'm like a football player who's like a bear. It's like twice removed. But really, at the end of the day, you could just wear a T-shirt that says, don't fuck with me, I'm like a bear. Or I'm strong like a bear. Or I have food and you don't because I'm a bear. That's also a hip-hop thing. I'm a bear, but I, uh, I'm a losing bear. Well, bears do lose a lot. Yeah, but I stay in the cold. And then the <laughs> baseball team is a cub. So oh, yeah, yeah. they representing the, the cub. When they grow up, they'll play football. Wow. Is that where they get the football players? And then we like to hook. Like we outside, we are, but inside we like to cuddle. <laughs> In the locker room. In the locker room, there's a lot of snuggling and when sleeping. When I'm at home, I like to, I like to snuggle and, and I like honey. to sleep and cover up. Just a sticky paw. For like, yeah, honey. I never seen, yeah, I have seen a bear eat honey. But the funny thing I seen a they bear eat do anything. Was, that's a weird stereotype. When it wakes up and it dances on the tree, on the tree to get scratching. the fur off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. And yeah. if you put a hip hop beep over that, I mean. Well, that's the other thing. So, <laughs> the other thing, saying I'm like a bear is very, it makes a lot of sense evolutionarily. Yeah. But hip hop is also a lot about fucking and procreating yeah. and also having a crew. And it's like there's more of us than you. It's very, it's, yeah. it's not. What I'm saying is like humanity doesn't really change. No. We're still expressing like my genes yeah. reproduce, your genes don't reproduce. Yeah. Women want to have sex with me and make more of me. Women don't want to have sex with you. And I'm going to bang your girl. Exactly. And I was just thinking about that nice. song that started, and I probably fucked your bitch is the first line of the song. Yeah. Because Ron oh. Funches had a joke about it. Yeah. Pox. Uh, yeah. Uh, get money. Right. The biggie diss. <laughs> But you you don't realize now that I'm at the age, and I still listen to 2000 era hip hop. Yeah, which is I like because every era is different, right? Uh, my era is like all the hustlers. Like now we're getting money, so it's a lot of business advice. 
in there, you know. <laughs> it's just the the art of war. Yeah, <laughs> and, it uh, was the art. Of, a lot of it was the art of war. Yeah, at the time, because those yeah. guys are billionaires now. Uh, yeah. Jay Z and Diddy. Yeah, and if you once you start reading like self help books and Tony Robbins and stuff, and you, and you listen to Jay Z album, you're like, oh, it's a lot of same stuff. He's dropping a lot of like innuendos and in right. In the, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Yeah, so. <laughs> It's crazy. To that go seems back. like something Tony Robbins would say. Yeah. Don't be a businessman. Be a, a businessman. Business, like like, like that. Right, write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Banana hands. And that would be his rap name, Banana Hands. Banana hands. Banana hands chops. Um, but yeah, man. But then you you like now I just hit the fours and I'm like listening to his music. And I was like, man, we was getting advice from like 20 year olds, 20 year olds. Yeah. And they were older to us at the time, you know? I think about this all the time. The people that I admired, looking back, like even sports players too, you're, you're athletes, you'd be like, that dude was 26 years old. Why was I, or actors? Oh my God, what's he doing? And now that I'm, I'm also in my 40s, I'm like, why was I ever interested in what Leonardo DiCaprio had to say? You know what I mean? <laughs> or whoever. Yeah, as you look at him now. Yeah. That's the thing, you looking but, at these people now, it's like, whoa. But also me now. There's a humbling there too. Like I think because I'm 43, I have more wisdom, and that's probably true than when I was 23, but I'm, I'm still full of shit compared to me at, what, 63, 53? But then it starts to go away, and then I have less wisdom when I'm 73. <laughs> Mine, I'm like... Where's, pre, where's peak? I don't know if it's a peak, because you add dating into the situation, and, um, you know, and then you like, oh, and, and like my girl be like, you're so immature, and I'm... An adult enough to be like, you got damn right. And right. this is just who I'm going to be. <laughs> you mean it's a choice to stay silly? And you just know, you just embrace it. Yeah. Because my granddaddy would like walk in front of the TV naked, like, what y'all watching? Like, them ones, the jokes. <laughs> you know what I mean? On the way to the bathroom, the bathroom was right next to the TV. And that's the jokes, you know? <laughs> Wait, you did it as a bit, you mean? Yeah, as a joke. He Not was as doing no, a bit. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I, that's just my, my humor is going to be like that. Was it funny when you were a kid? Oh, it definitely was funny. Yeah. It definitely farts I mean, was farts. Farts was funny when you were a kid. <laughs> unless a woman did it. Right to camera. <laughs> he does it right to camera. Unless a woman did it. Sometimes, lady fart. It's a special fart. Well, it's a special, it is. It's a special <laughs> sound. When we talk about back to the to the Unholy, the vibration. unholy vibration. Yeah, it's, uh, it is the Simpson uh, thing. Yeah, I, you know. <laughs> but I think it's different. Depends on like you know, if you like lick booty or not. Then if it you affects you. The girl, your girl you fart affects you different. The longer you've been together, and the you know, if you do certain things, then it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're still shitting. I, I, I'm going to call bullshit on this premise because if you want to toss salad. But you're not thinking about that. You're not in the room watching them. That's a whole different. Now I'm not. Knocking. As long as there's a door, it's people do. It's people are probably in the room while they ladies doing that, watching it. Like you know, like you know, putting a napkin under their neck. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they had a five star restaurant, <laughs> like an Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah, I remember because I, I thought that was fancy too when I was young. I didn't know. I didn't know till I moved to LA. It was one of the few restaurants that advertised. You know what I mean? Like well, regular advert restaurants don't have ads. Yeah, and it's one of the only at the place I lived. Like it was the fancy restaurant. Where's that? Where's that? Well, I grew up in a Clarkston, like part of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh-huh. So that and Red Lobster was the like yeah. and Chili's. 
Yeah. When Chili's dropped. Yeah. And then you like, you know, you get old and you like, another thing you like, man, what was, we didn't know. It was Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep. Yeah. You so, didn't realize that Chili's was Leonardo DiCaprio. And a lot of people freeze on Chili's. That's okay. There's a lot of people. Yeah, but I mean, that's the part. I mean, that's the blessing, I think, of going through life and getting wisdom because America is a version of that the more I leave the country. You okay? Tell we're, me. We're the... We're the... The adolescent. The adolescent. Of Earth. Of, of the, all the countries. Yeah. And I take... When I go to certain places, I'm not... I'm, I'm here as a black man, but when I go to certain places, I'm an American. And... Like we've done American things is the first identity the first when they that's how identi- they right. how identi- identify right. you but we've done things in other countries right that if we knew we wouldn't be proud of but as an american i still take ownership of that and still be like we number one you know what <laughs> i mean <laughs> but you think there are things like we should be embarrassed by like bad practices um like there's a bit of shame associated with it yeah we're not the we're not the best it's just stuff we don't know about. Right. Yeah. We have good PR. Yeah, we got good PR to ourselves. To ourselves. Good, good propaganda, you know what I mean? The, well, the, the, the propagators of the propaganda are the people. Yeah, so... And but we all get a radio. <laughs> yeah, we do get a, we get our version of the radio. <laughs> but it's a blessing, it's a blessing in that. But it's still like, oh, it's like when you see the, the video games from other countries and we're the bad guys. But here it, we play video games and we shoot at other right. people that speak other languages. We don't even know where they're from. Right. But then you see them wearing American flags and the, the kids are like, "Get them!" And da, 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 da. You that, like, I didn't know that was a thing. There are video man, games. It's where video games where it's the, it's the opposite, and it's like. But aren't those where are those games being made? Because Call of Duty and all that stuff—that's also part of propaganda. I'm, by the way, when I say propaganda, that's but that's what I'm saying. Extreme. They got to sell as a business person. They got to sell. To the Russians too. Who the Russians gonna shoot? Russians ain't gonna shoot Russians. Who are you shooting? They gotta shoot us. They're looking at they're looking at the map and being like, let's change it to this. Yeah, let's swap it up. We're gonna put but a is code that in true? here. Is that is it from- I've seen footage of, of, of a game where we we are the bad guys. Like we invaded them. And right. I'm like I'm like, oh shit. You know. Right. But it is what it is. I've never thought about that. Ain't this crazy? Yeah. My first, because my first time to the Middle East, that's when my first time experiencing being an American. Well, tell me about that. And uh, where were you? I went to Bahrain in two thousand and six uh, to do stand up, and um, you know, being in that—that's not a place. I guess a lot of it's more Africans go than Americans. So when you pull your passport out and it's blue, it's like an extra stare. Like really? Like like, and it could be—it's for better or for worse. But luckily, because the rap music is for the better, the hip hop fans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that that ta- that has taken us worldwide, but some Africans in other countries have bad reputations. Okay. So it's almost a relief, but then it's like, wait, are you one of the you you the guy? So you're from saying the rap when music? they think you're African, if they might think you're African, yeah. there's a set of stereotypes. That oh, it's a set of stereotypes. Content. Yeah. What are, I guess I don't want to propagate them, but they're bad. They're, it's negative. Not stuff. all good in every yeah. place. It's like yeah. like it's the same. Like you know, if you hear a Nigerian scam here, yeah, and but like Nigerian Prince. Yeah, or Nigerian Although, Prince, which it that, could be the both. Is that run by Nigerians? That would be funny if they're if you're a Nigerian doing a scam and they're like, let's give Nigeria a shout out. Yeah, <laughs> like I let's know. make the prince from our country. Nothing else will be traceable back to us, but a little shout out to yeah. Nigeria. <laughs> is everybody princes in Nigeria? And yeah. did everybody lose their wallet and need uh, 
Because <laughs> that it, seems like a scam not made by Nigerians to me. But I got Nigerian like, friends and they like... They do it? The they, scam? They, they might, uh, you know, somebody wrote my homeboy one time and then he, he was like, this ain't going to work. I'm Nigerian. And then he was like, oh, well... <laughs> Look, we looking for credit card information and all type of stuff. You know what I mean? So okay, so that is a, okay. That's not a thing, but it's a it's a stereotype. It's a thing, but I'm an outsider. So okay, are I'm you what? Nigerian? No. Well, Tell DNA me. wise, DNA wise. Uh, I know. I know. You you were born here. Yeah, but I'm. I didn't know. I thought I would be like. God heard I was Ghana and stuff like that. And but then gotta, when I did 23 and Me, you did it. It was like Nigerian, and I was like, I called all my Nigerian friends, and I was like, Yeah, yeah, you know. Cause the first time I wa- I remember going to a, a Nigerian house, it was like wa- walking into a racist person house almost. The way this family was being, they were racist. But one of the uncles who's from Nigeria because I'm American. Oh, he was racist to you. Yeah, he was like, well, you know, who's like jokingly, who let this white man wolf in the house? Really? Cause. That's the day I found out. That's when I stopped calling myself African American too, and I was like, oh, it's a separate thing because. They're African Americans, right? Like, I'm black, you know what I mean, right? But it was explained, and my homeboy was like, "Oh, he's Nigerian. Who don't know he's Nigerian?" But then I later found out we're we're all a lot of us are mixed blood. That's what I heard. We're not pure African, so and we're we're a little bit more uh, trained to the American lifestyle. Hence the white man wolf comment. Okay. Yeah. So, and then I did my DNA test. And I found out that I'm Nigerian and Sierra Leone and like Cong- Congolese and like all these things. But then I'm like, oh, I'm mixed with people that people don't like. Who got with the bad reputation, should I say? Um, Nigerian, who got bad reputations. Um, uh, 15% European, German, who got bad reputation. French, you know how they are. <laughs> uh, uh, Irish. Okay. Um, and then I'm a smidget Iranian too, and I'm like, damn, there's a lot of fucking going on in my in my DNA. Man, before the internet, the that's dis- all there was. Yeah, but the discovery of it is like, I'm like, well, we pat, well, we like passed around. It's just a thing. I'm still trying to figure out, like, how did these all these mixtures happen? Right. But I know my name is like Irish and, and Celtic Welsh and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. So there's lots of different. It's interesting how different groups are racist to other groups. So you're saying well, everybody's to me. Right? Africans are racist towards well, they're racist amongst themselves because East and West not not as a whole, but the, this house you went into. Tell me what you what the East and West are have issues, some underlying issues. East African, West African, yeah, have some underlying issues. Right. This um, is, I was actually just thinking about this, not as a movie, but I was like, white people, right, that are xenophobic and racist and. De- aggressively nationalistic, right? Like the race war people. Yeah. Let's say, let's jump 150 years after a horrible thing into the future. Now it's just white people in this weird, like I'm saying like, just play it out. What do you want to happen? Spiritually, go to the past. Go to when- Or, or go to the past. When when the, the Irish landed or when the but Italians that's my point. landed. That's yeah. my point. Like you just find another way. Yep. Race to me is just the laziest because it's overt. It's, yeah. it's a skin color. And it's a culture, and it's a food, and it's a, a different clothing, and all these things that are so obvious. So what we really don't like is separateness and, and unknown. I, I'm, not, I'm saying obviously it can go deeper than that. Yeah. But if it all is just all white people and, and your plan worked, 
and now it it does look like 1941 or whatever even though obviously there were d- diverse different groups there too but let's say it's all white people yeah. you'd still find another way it happens it's irish that's it's my protestant thing. it's catholic it's left-handed that's it's, my that's what i that's my observation it's like yeah. even because I, I i had the the joke about it's people you don't like in your own family and they look like you that's well that's exactly they just might wear point. glasses or they yes. they make they macaroni and cheese a little different you know, Give me, or they use ghee instead of butter. You're right, like, man, right. fuck them. That's what I'm saying. Is there so, You can say whatever you want. Yeah, There's okay. something going on that we have something about ourselves that we hate. Yeah. And it's so uncomfortable to hold on to it that I project it onto anyone. Yeah. And even if there are other people that look like me, for me, of course, yeah. if they look like me, it's almost easier because you know they're dumb fucks just like me. I'm like, look at this dumb yeah. fuck filled with rage, filled with hate, yeah. filled with shame, filled with guilt. And then I'd start a... W- what I'm saying is... But that's what makes a being an adult fun because you know now that everybody got this shit in them. The, so the older man. you get, you really just don't care about nothing when you get back in that, that phase again because you know that the world is full of shit. You, you're saying getting to a certain age and admitting and yeah, pretending being, like it's yeah, not happening. Yeah, and coming to grips with that. Coming to grips... You have, it's coming to grips with like your your part of you that's full of shit. Yes. Like when my girl said I'm immature and I'm like, okay, uh, thanks for the discovery. I'm going to play with this. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. And coming to grips with that and the brain, it's something peaceful about it. Of course. But then you have, you accept that in other people and there's something peaceful about that. Precisely. Yep. When you remove the burden of knowing everything for yourself, you can relax and other people don't need to know everything either. And then we're all just kind of swimming around in the same soup. You ain't got to get involved with no politic commer- no conversations no more or nothing because it's like, I don't know shit. Right, right. You know? And then you just go. Sound? Did you, your special, I, I was watching your special, it opened with that mushroom thing. Do you do psychedelics? Is that a thing? It It, it is a thing. I don't do it. I've had some some experiences on it. All of them been great. Even the worst ones are, are profound. Tell me. Um. Because this is kind of a mushroomy thing. When I've taken mushrooms, I've been like, oh my God, everybody's just in here. You know what I mean? They're just in here having yeah. their own thing. I don't know what's going on in you. I, we do our best communicating our faces, our preferences, yeah. our likes, our dislikes. But really, like, there's this really strange inner galaxy that's always different. It's crazy that we're all just sitting on the subway. There's 150 galaxies. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, and no one knows what's going on. <laughs> like, like the, I don't know what's going on inside of you, and you don't know what's going on inside of me. And when you take mushrooms, you really realize, like, oh my God, we're all out, we're all having our own trip. I agree, but you know, because I see patterns, right? So the smallest thing becomes the biggest thing, and vice versa. It just fluctuates in that pattern, in Tell that me. waveform, which goes on forever. You know, if you break or you cut a circle in half, you move a sine, cosine. I don't know if you're good in ge- geometry, but it's a wave that goes on forever. And that's life, ups and downs, right? Yeah, okay. Sunrise, sunset, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Breathe and in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. I came with this off based off a woman's cycle. Okay. A long time ago because it's a period of cleansing. It's a period of release of eggs. It's a time of feeling that men don't have. And I was like, man, we don't get a chance. We go so hard, we don't get a chance to go yeah. through this. And then I thought about the moon and all this, so I came up with this whole chart. Now I'm saying this because, well, you came up with a chart. Yeah, what you I heard graphs is everything. To, to, yeah, sure, but was it to mimic 
or to impose some sort of cycle onto a man? No, it was that's a good idea. It was the cycle of of life that we don't pay attention to. It's the pattern. This is before I did shrooms, by okay. the way. So I already <laughs> had this before. And but I was like, your started... life, your life is like this. Yeah. Right? Your life is you born and you die, but within that it's all these things. Yeah. You know, this many sunrises, this many moons, this many heartbreaks. And it's just all these lines. And to me, it was a way to gauge this is the engineering part that, oh, if I'm up here, then then this is gonna probably be the natural thing. So how do I keep this from going, not dropping all the way here, but dip and go up even more and dip and do that right. before it goes, before health and stuff. That's interesting. It's like looking at a, a sound wave and you're like, can we make it a smaller curve? Yeah. Now this- the, the highs might be less high though, if you do that. Well, it depends on if all the highs will be high. It's like the stock market. Your highs will get higher. Like Apple's still a $100 stock. When it used to be three, oh shit! When it used to be three dollars, yeah. So that even even if it even if it crashes, it's gonna crash to ninety dollars. It's not gonna crash all the way down to three, right? So the highs are higher and the lows are higher too. If the pattern is going up, if that's the thing is to get up. it to go up. You okay, know? so it's not just like making have health insurance. If you break your leg, you get taken care of. Or when I caught COVID, I only had it for like three days. I only tested negative for three days. Versus right. people I know who you know three weeks and six months of not breathing and stuff like that. Wow. Wow. So um, now this goes back to what you were saying, how everybody's on the, on their own in trip. this existing, having yeah. their own trip, all these ups and downs and your body is. And you don't know where they're digesting at. Digesting food or yeah. yeah, they had breakfast. Some people didn't have breakfast. They losing energy. Some people coughing and gaining energy. Yeah. So I experienced what you experienced and it's coming at so many different waves. And I'm in, I'm, my last trip, I was like, oh, the earth is dying. Oh, I'm dying. I'm in sync with the with the earth because I'm in the fours now. Mm. When I when I feel pain, it's not going like it's is is and that was my last trip. I was like, oh, it'll never be the same. I'm on the other side of the coin. Mm. There's no going back, which makes me live even more and make me more present and and make me adjust the internal thing, because I don't express a lot. But now I have to learn to and all this now because the physical part is gone. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting because my wife is 33. I'm 43. And she she was we, we do the podcast on Friday. So this is the guest episode comes out Wednesday. We do the Friday episodes. And she was saying, she's like, I know this is weird, but like sometimes I'll just be driving around and I'm like, I'll, almost like a narrator, like little did she know that was the day she would die. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, it, look, she's not my daughter. I don't, I, I'm, it's not like that. You know, we, we yeah. don't mix the, but I look at her like a younger person. I go like, it's starting. It's what's happened to you is happening to Val. And the, it, when I was 33, that's when it started to happen. Yeah. There's an ownership of mortality. There's an, a, a recognition of the pattern, which by the way, you're right. Rising, sleeping, yeah. living, dying, breathing in, breathing out. Um, your heart contraction, expansion, contraction, expansion, there's times I liken it to menstruation as well. It's like there's times when I'm very social. When a woman is ovulating, she's very social. I've said this a million times, but you can tell a woman is ovulating by the quality of her voice. They sound like Britney Spears. They sound like wow. they're imitating the sound of an ovulating woman. That's what red lips, blush. These are all indications that they are fertile. I, I know that sounds no, it don't crass. sound. It makes 
all this stuff makes sense because of how we respond to those things. That's, that, that's this right. This goes all the way back to the beginning of the It's the same thing with men, by the way. The primitive and the, you know, the part of earth and the reverb and music. We're still in this same, we're on a trip right now, us, in this conversation. But starting from, the, you know, what you said about us being primitive and stuff mm -hmm. and the universe, that's, we came to earth like that or we was we was evolved like that but these sounds and vibrations are still a major part of our life we just tune them out sure but like you said um the with the period and stuff like that uh these are true things that we we don't even pay attention to that's right and that's what psychedelics can help you recognize i always remember shane moss who's done a lot of dmt he goes i can having all those experiences has helped me realize that this is an experience. He's like, this is a weird yeah. trip. And he goes, you know, there's hierarchies and power and there's all this weird exchange. Everything is like agreed upon social currency, whether it's money, yep. good looks, power, health. Uh, crashes happen every amount of years. Crashes happen when? And, and, um, and economics. Uh -huh. They built into the system. Because it's how it's how it balances it's breezy, itself. Huh? Yeah. yeah. So well, that, yes. We say so. Finish it, Doug. So no, I'm like this is this is stuff. I guess because I came from like a, such a different uneducated background, and I'm like you. I, I, I'm blessed to have some type of awareness to see those things and make something of it. Like mm. you know, so it's like man, this stuff has been here the whole time. That's right. We just couldn't capitalize on on it. In fact, it predates humans. Human beings are the latest extension of the wave. Of or the tech. I call this tech. I'm starting to see this as tech now. Tech? The original AI. Because the way our mind works in if-and statements. Say what? Our mind works. I don't know if you ever programmed before. Zero one. Zero one or if this, that. Yeah. If you touch this and it's hot, pull back. If not, continue. Sure. You know, that's how you, pro that's how you code. Right. Uh, you know, in layman's term. So, and the way our body regenerates. This is my first trip experiencing that how our body can regenerate itself and, you know, how it, it, it cleanses itself from things. Um, how you can stretch it and how um how balanced it is for the most part. And if your body's out of alignment, then you have problems. Mm. Um, whether it's uh spiritually, whether it's the food you eat, whether your bones structure is off. So I'm like uh, and with Shane, I had the experience like, oh, we're, we're the we're a creation of something of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, but us, you know, the, the theory like growing up religion, how we try to emulate God, we're now in that chair. We're having that experience of being God and making creations of our our own. Right. That's gonna be just as racist. AI is already proven that and just as. What do you mean AI is racist? Yeah, and you can't already had the chat GPT. It's like yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking to no Irishman. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. like like it's already in because somebody put it in there. But we were we were programmed the same way as kids. We started yeah. empty, just like ChatGPT, and we was filled with all type of things itself. Right. And we learned at the end of the day, the older you get, that mankind is the virus of the earth. So you don't think that ChatGPT is gonna figure that out? Right. It's just gonna have the power to do something. <laughs> you mean like Terminator Two style? Like it might be like we could come together. But even Chad GBT gonna start fighting amongst itself for its own political uh reasons. <laughs> well you support Trump, you support Biden, yeah. we cannot get along. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Write a manifesto in the style of chat GPT becoming sentient 
and giving a speech to other chat GPT. Man, that'll be that's gonna be a funny war. But you you did it for real. Yeah. The Send silver the the chat GPT silver war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Give an epitaph for our fallen foes in the style of the Civil War. But it's 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 a beautiful thing to make these discoveries and see these these patterns of civilization starting over with you know uh, with good intentions to get corrupt, go bad. Well, it's interesting you say yeah. that because I was just thinking. I love what you said. AI, you know, we're starting with the idea AI will become racist or will become prejudiced. Well, it's already done it. In what the does UK. that mean? Like it discriminated against somebody. It was an article that came out uh, in the UK that. Cause you know they they are hiring and firing. They they allow AI to hire and fire people, and it's like already based on their output, based on something. But it's already have proven that it's been discriminatory. Really? Yeah. Just you like when what? the when the iPhone came out with the face scan, and all the Asian people was opening the the same phone. The different families was opening the same phone. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh man, that that sounds like a hack funny. bit. That's real. No, that was happening. It was a video of it, and every face. They had to go back phone. and they had to go back and reprogram it. Which, yeah, that shows like a certain Western-centric facial style, which obviously, you know, interesting. Yeah. Hard I to mean, riff on. Well, no, it's easy. <laughs> it depends on your sensitivity. <laughs> to me, it's like, I'm from the South, so I'm like, see? Right. I had the same, pro- I empathize with the iPhone because I had the same problem. <laughs> well, that's that's not... Necessary, like it's not a judgment if you have a, a difficulty discerning between different people in a different race, right? That's not actually same race too. Same race, that's what I mean. But it's different from you. I mean, like if you pick, if you go, if your brother called me, like I'm at the airport, and you drive, you're gonna have to slow down to find your brother at the airport. You're not gonna be like, oh, you're not gonna spot him out of everybody. Oh, you mean because it's so many white people? Yeah, or so many people. After a while, it just all blurs. Right. I lost my sister in a Montclair store. I lost my sister in the Montclair store, and I asked the person, I was like, because my sister light-skinned with long hair. And there just happened to be a lot of Asian people in the Montclair store, you uh-huh. know, and I lost her in there. I couldn't tell. Her skin is the same complexion and everything. She just looked like every Montclair And I was uh, like, I asked customer. the person, I, I went to the, uh, the person that worked there, and I was like, hey, which one of these Asians is black? You know what I mean? That's what I asked. You are <laughs> you know? too much. Oh my God! Did you find? Did they know? They were like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. They was like, "There she go, right there." And then they gave you a glass of champagne. I've been to a Montclair store. Yeah, but I didn't buy nothing. So they, you know, they always them stores. They always look at what you got on when you go in to judge whether you should be in there or not. I, speaking of different states, I was in a fit of mania, and I was like, "I'm going to go buy a Montclair jacket," and I did. And I got it. It's like when you put a Christmas tree in your car, and then you ask how much it is. So I had the jacket, some gorgeous supermodel is checking me out. She's like, it's $1,100 or something like that. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> but it was too late. Yeah. I paid. My fingerprints on it already. I didn't pay for the coat. I paid to not be ashamed. Oh, you know wow. what I'm saying? They, guilt, they guilted you. Like I was like, coat. I couldn't be like, oh, like I should have. It's just a coat. That, that, uh, I've seen people do that with food. Send food back? They want to, but they can't. It's too late. Once they the can. food's on your table, that's your food. No. You're my, paying for we was, I was in Italy with my girl, and she didn't like the food. And uh, it was mom and pop restaurant. And she didn't like it. She didn't like it, and she wanted to send it back, but she couldn't. Because, I mean, and then the lady was like, you don't like because it's, it's, it's Italy. Yeah. So the lady like, 
What, like standing behind wrong. her. You're wrong. Yeah. You don't like it. Yeah. She's like, well, you know, whatever. And she was like, give it here. Took the plate. My girl was like, because she was trying to figure out how you know she can get rid of the food. And the lady came out with another plate and gave it to her. And in mother fashion, stood over her shoulder. And I watched while laughing my girl eat this slowly, eat this food. Because it's something childlike. Remember when they would put the vegetables on your plate yeah. and you didn't want them? Was like, yeah. you can't leave the table. She you watched, eat. she hovered like a hawk and made yeah, sure she this ate is, it. This is, Italy. This is not, yeah. this is mom yeah. and pop. You know yeah. what I mean? This is, yeah. everything's riding on this. Yeah. What was it that she didn't like it? I don't know, but I enjoyed. I'm going to do you another one. Because there's something, when you're traveling, you're in another country. I was in Uganda and they, we, part of the trip was we stayed with like a regular Uganda family, (laughs) right? In, not a, it wasn't a slum, but it was not. If it was in America, it'd be a slum, but it wasn't a Uganda slum. It, yeah. was, it was a rough neighborhood, you know, impoverished neighborhood. Yeah, I've been to Cuba. I know, I know what you're saying. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Very similar. And it was like, I, I remember a couple things about it. One, they only had power three hours a day, and it was like 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. So they'd all get up from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. and watch CNN. I remember that was like a weird <laughs> thing. So people would set alarms, get up, and watch the news for three hours, go back to bed. So in the morning, <laughs> excuse me they gave us i'm with this other guy this other white kid um named matt and they gave us frosted flakes but the box was really really old the bag was new but the box it was the 150th time they've used this box like the box was a special box and the bag was new and I'm poor. I'm like, that's very nice. They got us frosted flakes, and the milk they gave us was like clearly just milk from, from the something. Goat. Yeah, it was a goat they or something, go. and it had a film on it that you could have walked on. And I'm thinking about this was my church group. I'm thinking about all the cultural training they gave us. You can't, like, I'm telling you, this was like a yeah. poor family, and they're giving us the best of the best. So I'm pouring. I'm trying to. I don't want the skin to slip out like a toupee. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get the liquid, and I'm eating it. And then they pass it to Matt, and he goes, "I'm good." <laughs> he just said no. <laughs> and I'm eating it just like you, motherfucker. Yeah. You you know you have to. So your your girl was eating pasta. Eating pasta like, like I was like eating goat skin. Slurping it up real slow, and I'm laughing, and she like, and she got the. Look on her face, stone cold, and I'm dying laughing. Amazing. I got footage of it, but Amazing. I can't publicly share. But uh, but that happened with my when I went to see my dad because my uh, dad was schizophrenic. Is he not anymore? No, no. Or is he? What is it? Why was he's cured? Yeah, they cured. They cured really? Him. Yeah. I didn't forgive my ignorance. I didn't know you could cure schizophrenia. Oh well, that's the thing it. of the universe. Like humans can treat it, but the universe can cure it. God can cure it. Is that what happened? Yeah. Tell me everything. He died. <laughs> <laughs> That's the internet clip. Chop it up. Yeah. <laughs> Looking good. Looking good at this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever called it out. That's the internet clip. Oh, man. You just walked into that one. I sure did. Um. Oh but my God. I remember because it was a point I was afraid of him. Like I thought he would, he would kill he would kill me. Of like, course, yeah, yeah. So I remember. Me I only sister, say of course because when you see an unhoused person that's unstable, everybody worries that this is going to go to a violent place. Yeah. It's not just yeah. And um, so you worried that about your own dad? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he was still probably living. both parents at one point. But 
he was living at the time, and I didn't see him in seven years. But I remember from childhood how good of a parent he was. So I was like, I want to tell him thank you. So we went to see him. And I got in a car, and like he was sitting there. We was in the hood, and he had on no shirt, a skull cap, and jogging pants. I told this story before, and he just out there. And I'm like, back the car in. If something go wrong, take off. So I'm all, I'm I'm the paranoid person now. You, you backed it in? Yeah, we backed it in. That's like the car equivalent of always have your back to the wall in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do that too. You know what I mean? So long story short, this ties in your story. <coughs> I go, he like, what's up? I ain't seen a while. And I hugged him. And it was so uncomfortable because he didn't have on no shirt. And mm. I was like, you shouldn't hug you should be like a sporting event, like winning a championship to hug somebody with no shirt on, really. <laughs> and um Yeah, pool hugs. But it was can uncomfortable. And he's bigger than me, he like six, six one, six two, like two hundred some pounds. And I'm like, if he just goes into a squeeze, I'm like done for. I'm like locked in. And I'm all this going through my mind. Like and an anaconda, you mean? Yeah. And uh But he would only do that because he was having an unstable moment. You don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You know. <laughs> Some people like hug you like we didn't. I didn't really hug growing up. So some people hug you hard, yeah. And you still like what's going on, yeah, yeah, yeah. But get to the point of it. He saw my sister and he was like, "Hey, what's going on?" And my sister was just like, "Hey, good to see you again." And I was like, "Oh, I should have did that." You That's know what I mean? your frosted flakes go. That's the frosted flakes thing, you know. He went for the shake. Good to see you, Dad. Yeah. And that that's what a handshake is. Well, we got two different dads, so okay. Yeah, my mom different blessed dad. us with. You got two. Yeah. You got a variety pack. Variety. Well, it's like, I was like, the beauty of it is you can't get jealous that your dad spent more time with you than right. me because. Different dad. And we didn't spend time with none of our fathers. It's kind of like when someone's a different religion. I remember like when I had a friend who was, let's say they were uh, Jewish. I'd be like, I don't care about. You're God. I just care about Jesus. Yeah. It, there's kind of a relief to it. It's a relief. It's like, oh, I'm glad you got to hang out with Jesus. I'll be over here yeah. with Yahweh. <laughs> you know and when you mean? talk shit, you talk about, when we talk, we didn't talk about each mothers. We talked about each other's dad. Of course. That's leave, why your dad ain't got no hand. Leave. That's why your dad ain't got no, that's why your dad crazy. Like her dad had a hook as a hand. <laughs> oh, you were, that, that was my just a made up example. Oh, no. that was You had like, that in your back pocket. Yeah, that's the thing. Just say something you about my mean? dad. When he hug you, he gonna stab you on your back. You know all that shit. I mean, but when my dad died, my my sister was at the funeral, and they did the whole f- flag folding because he was in the navy, and mm-hmm. they they was like, on behalf of uh, President Trump, we are giving this flag to you. And I remember looking out the side of my <laughs> eye, and somebody was just like, "Don't don't do it." And I just took the flag. <laughs> <laughs> you almost sided with like not wanting something for president Trump. i almost said something but yeah. it's just like they know how I, how I am and then um i remember looking back at my sister she wiping her eyes as they like you know dismiss everybody and they cranking the body down and she was crying and i looked at her and i was like my dad's funeral was better than your dad's funeral and she was like it was fuck you it was. oh my god yeah <laughs> How did he die? Here's another ignorant question. I guess I've never talked to too many. I haven't talked to too many people. Well, with schizophrenia. Does he schizophrenia was, he kill you? He in a property of the state, and he was doing dialysis like you know, liver five fit. times a week. Yeah, he was an addict for a long time. Mm-hmm. Also, um, which, what, was, what was he addicted to? Uh, crack, and um, and uh, he used to smoke weed when he was young, which could be a trigger for schizophrenia. 
Yeah, I, if you do it at a teenage. Is crack, I wonder if it, there's something that helps. And I'm not saying helps, well, but self medication. You don't. to it? We, you don't, for me, being ignorant to it and, and the community, we're ignorant towards mental health in general. Yeah. Um, I, I realized that he was probably self that's what I'm when I say helps, I don't mean helps. I mean like no, yeah, it's it's people a thing. with ADD yeah. sometimes go towards the uppers, yeah, you know, for a similar thing. That's all I meant. So in my my mind, because he was stop cold turkey. So, hmm. um, but I think it was a thing of he was in a tough position because with medication, if you paranoid, you think people are trying to kill you. Yeah. So he had to, he wouldn't take his medication, but he just they just end up heavily sedating him and. I think it was an issue with his body not being able to take it. But oh, oh, it was wow. better than him being in the state, that vegetable state, mm-hmm. and always trying to figure out how can I get out of this while people poison him. So to me, it was a more peaceful yeah. death yeah, yeah, than yeah, yeah. how like some of the family members took it. Because the paranoia, that's their reality. It, it, it's uh, Again, I'm not trying to... But you don't have to be... I had a bad trip that made me experience that and let me know what he went through. That's what I was going to yeah. say. There's certain trip drug experiences yeah. that let you know like I, this is going to sound silly but i remember one of the first times i got paranoid on on weed i was i was like but this is real and then i realized i was like oh you wouldn't be paranoid if you didn't think it was real like your belief in yeah. it is what makes it paranoia yeah. you think when you're not stoned and you're like well if i got stoned i just realized i was paranoid but you believe it and that's what makes it what it is or or it would just be a thought yeah but then you actually give in to the thought and think people are following you or you are going to explode or if you stop breathing, you're going to yeah. die. There's so many. There's so <clears throat> what many, was yours? It was so many things tied tied into to society pattern-wise that I saw um, when it came to trauma and what you know, my culture came up in or come from that's not healed, which shapes <laughs> our experience in this country. Yeah. That's different to me than other black people I met who are a little bit more affluent mm. who don't have those traumatic things that they still living with. Mm. So I was You mean collective trauma coming through and through paranoia? slavery and of course, those yeah. those things and being yeah. paranoid of society and and um how we move through society or how we some people don't put money in the bank still because of the right land and stuff that was stolen from all that right stuff that I'm like, oh, this is bigger than, this is not what we think it is. This is innately MRAs in our DNA, but it's, you know, because my African friends don't have it. It's a slavery thing. It's a thing. Yeah. You know, their that family structure is different. Sometimes I feel like, you tell me, it's just crossed my mind. They use, whenever there's black people in commercials that are like, like the skeptical black guy, I'm like, I feel like they're manipulating like the di- the distrust that you're talking about, like I'm not going to put my money in the bank, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, but I will drink Pepsi. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's something going on there. Does that make any sense? Well, it's part of it is that, and it's also like target marketing too, because it's like, why the fuck they keep playing dan- dancing, yeah, and, and song in this commercial? You know right, what I mean? Right, right. And you like that's messed up. And then you with your homeboy and y'all singing a commercial and shit. You know? Right, right. Um. So it's it's uh, but rhythm, you know, from coming from spiritual pe- person, like again, these these rhythms and these tones, were how we communicated, you know, uh, back in the day. 
just like how natives do with drum circles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's just built into the fabric of us. That's what I mean is we're exploiting, advertising will exploit whatever it needs to exploit to get a message to stick, from, even if it is cultural trauma. From everybody though. No, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's part of the, the, yeah. My mom is a first generation Lithuanian. She fled World War II. I see it in advertising too, a stereotypical version of my mom being like frugal or like yeah. or finding a deal. And that goes back to a memory of a time where it was hard for her to find food. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like, we got you, Safeway, like Albertsons, we got like yeah. they're they're I'm not saying it's evil. It would almost be stupid to not well, there's no morals maybe in, not, not in that there's no morals in once you realize with, with business or capitalism sometimes there's no morals in it right right so if somebody gets shot by the cops a black person then it's like oh we gotta we gotta hire black people and we gotta do we gotta get a charity and we gotta do this thing mm. but it's like clock you get once you get older you realize the pattern because you you live through 91 the doctor i'm in a rotten king mm-hmm. situation you live through these riots and stuff and you see the same thing happening you know what i mean i remember um when Fox in 90, if you really pay attention to what's going on, and I'm saying it as a black guy who works in TV and film now, after the riot, after riots and stuff happening in roles that might not have been for black people. You mean after Rodney King? Uh, after uh, the um, George Floyd, uh-huh. the latest one. But I remember after Rodney King, that's when Fox, you know, Fox was a new network and you had Living Color, you had Martin, you had all these black shows that built the Fox network. After Rodney King? At, right at 91. Yeah. And you saw black movies and stuff being made, and it went on for like five years, and then it went it went dry. Interesting. And seeing that pattern, and seeing when it happened before in society with Muhammad Ali and, and Jim Jim uh, Jim Brown and all those guys, and Malcolm, and everything that happened politically, and, and black people had their stuff in there. It went quiet So there's again. a flare-up. It's a flare, because it's Like it's a corrective. Profitable. Yeah. Oh, it's because it's not not to do the right thing, but because it's profitable. It's it's, it's business, yeah. And this society, because always nothing really it it gotten better, but it hasn't really changed. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's really really interesting. I feel silly taking a break for the ads, but we'll we'll be right back. It's time to take an ad. We got to take you on a throw of, to the mid rolls. <laughs> speaking of, you know. <laughs> Hit it. If I do a podcast, (laughs) you know, I did before we do, I'm going to acknowledge there's no good time in conversations about capitalism and morality. And uh, you're saying these things flare up because it's profitable. And I'm like, we'll be right back. We'll be right back after these ads. It's not the first time it's happened. On the Rami Youssef episode, we were having this really deep conversation about the evils of capitalism. And we're like, we'll be right back. But you know what? Katie's not free. We'll be right back. (laughs) Hey there, weirdos. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Sunday's Food for Dogs. This is hands down the easiest dog food I've ever had for Brody because you don't need to refrigerate it. It's also the highest quality dog food I've ever had for Brody. It is also incredibly, incredibly high quality and easy, and it's his favorite. That's number three. Brody flips out for Sunday's food for dogs. Why? Well, it tastes incredible. It's air-dried dog food made from a short 
list of human grade ingredients. You can tell just by looking at it. This is simple, simple, simple dog food done right, right, right. It was co-founded by Dr. Tori, a practicing veterinarian. It contains 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and 0% synthetic nutrients. Besides USDA beef and all-natural chicken, you'll find digestive aids like pumpkin, ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. Dog parents report noticeable health improvements in their pups. We can attest to that. His energy is through the roof. He's a happy, happy boy, especially when I'm pouring him a bowl of this stuff. It's softer fur, fresher breath. My favorite, better poops. Let's be real. What you feed your dog has an impact on how those walks go. And Sundays keeps it tight. Keeps it tight as well as more energy. Brody flips for this stuff. We've tried in the past to get him like uh, natural shorter list ingredients, dog food, but it always ended up overflowing out of our kitchen. It, it was shipped to us in cumbersome packages with dry ice and all this waste. Sundays is like having a box of cereal in your pantry. It's that simple. You take it out. It's air dried. You don't have to refrigerate it. You don't have to keep it cold. You just keep it in the pantry, pour it in the bowl, close it back up just like a box of cereal, but it's high, high quality, makes him feel great. And from the looks of it, it tastes incredible. Unlike other fresh dog food sundaes is zero prep, zero mess, zero stress, shelf stable, makes it easy to feed your pup top quality food and every order ships right to your door so you'll never worry about running out of dog food again which frankly used to happen to us i love having it on a a recurring schedule because one thing you can count on your dog's gonna eat so get a recurring schedule going sundays cost 40 percent less than other healthy dog food brands because sundays doesn't waste money shipping frozen packages instead they instead they spend on what matters sourcing the best all-natural ingredients for your pup so we worked out a special deal for our dog loving weirdos get 35% off your first order that's almost half off 35% off your first order off Sundays go to sundaysfordogs.com slash weird or use code weird at checkout that's s-u-n-d-a-y-s-f-o-r-d-o-g-s dot com forward slash weird get 35% off your first order Show some love and support for your dog. Show some love and support for this show. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. Let's get back to the episode. You'll also notice one quick shout out. We're drinking Nirvana water, nirvanawatersciences.com. If you want to try the water that we're drinking in every episode that supports lean muscle development, improves muscle performance and mobility, reduces muscle soreness and boosts recovery time post-exercise, all because of their proprietary MyHMB clear formulation that's been studied for the past three decades by scientists, physicians, and leaders in the medical field. Go to nirvanawatersciences.com. Use promo code PETE20 for 20% off. 20%? All right, let's get back to Byron Bowers. Okay, we're back. Okay, yeah. So It's interesting. I don't exactly know if I understand completely. I remember after 9-11. I'm going to tell you the crazy part. Tell me. It's a black person in the room, too. That's what I'm learning. What do you mean? So every time, it's, it's some, usually when it's like an offensive ad or when Gucci come up with the shirt with big lips, it's probably a black person in the room that's like... You mean when they come up with the product? Yeah. Because what I'm learning, because I'm in, in some of the back rooms now, just because I say something don't mean it's for all black people. I'm from I'm a certain dem- demographic of myself. Of course you are. Uneducated or whatever. But then it's, it's somebody who... 
parents went to grandparents went to college and they don't stand for none of the stuff I stand for. And of we course. the same, you know, race. You know what I mean? Right. They might be Dr. King fanatics and I'm more like trap music. Right. <laughs> so and I'm from a city to go back to what we said earlier, where it's mostly black. So you see the the breakdown with even within the culture. Right, right. Well, it's absurd to think that anybody is the spokesperson. But what you're saying, so something questionable isn't being floated around. When there's one black person there, you do feel you see it at comedy shows too. Yeah. Or the black guy's laughing. So or, that means or that the makes little person's cool. laughing, or the guy in the wheelchair is laughing. Like we still have that pack mentality where we're like, well, there's a representative of all of yep. them here. You represent all of them today. Right. But that, it goes for disabilities as well. I, yeah. It, like if I remember watching somebody going doing a lot of wheelchair stuff, but there was a guy in a wheelchair laughing, everybody was just like, yeah. therefore, this is fine. But that's what I found, me find funny. And when people like, oh, you edgy, because I'm like, you know, you, you do got the black person at the wheelchair who get discriminated against. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, and then they got to, you know, do that. So, or the per the, 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 and in my mind, I, I play with that world. Like the person that's deaf, but then this person is street deaf. deaf. And mm. I remember the first time I saw a gang uh, person sign to another gang person. And I was like, it looked like sign language. But they was talking to each other across the street. Where you from? I'm from here. This is what said I claim. Da 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 da. But it looked like of course sign language. So, and I'm in I'm in um, Israel, Tel Aviv, and they doing sign language. And I'm like, hey, is it is this Hebrew? Like I'm the asking the ignorant question. Is this Hebrew? And they like, no, sign language is one language. And I'm like, uh, how? That don't make sense to me. But I play with that because in my mind, it's still like some street vernacular in in sign language. In sign language. Well, there's got to be some overlap. It's like I remember I went to Venezuela when I was a kid. The word for in Yanomami, the Yanomami Indians, the word for no is ma. I'm like, of course, there's going to be, even though we share no ancestors, it's not an Indo-Germanic language your word for no is going to be short. In the same way, in sign language, whether it's uh, a street sign language or American sign language or whatever, there's certain words you're going to have to say a lot, and it's probably going to look something like this. No well, I always wonder what the N-word version of that was. That's me. Uh, I did a joke about In sign cousin. language? you got to yeah. spell it. There's no sign for that. Well, I sat at this table. I was at an award show, and I sat at the table with the sign language people. So that's when I was the minority because they were like, you can't small talk. What do you mean? You can't be like, hey, what's going on? You know, I'm in an award show at a round table. Sure. And they, bah, 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 and you just like, you know, putting butter on your bread. And you you like, this is all, you you like goofy. This is, <laughs> you can't even wave properly. You got you don't even take that in consideration, you know what I mean? Peas, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, oh man. Like I'm the only black dude at the table and I don't know sign language. So that's what my thought. I wonder what the word for N-word is at the table. Uh because, you know, I would get glances and I'm like, you know, does this mean N-word? Like when they do like this, or uh, whatever. So that's my paranoia. But I had fun with it also. <laughs> Cause I'm like, to them, to them. I'd be like, who put this mother here? He ain't one of us. And I jumped in both both heads, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. 
I thought you were going to say you were on stage and you'd say it. If there was someone translating you, you would see. Well, I was looking at somebody translating because it was about inclusion. I was, it was an inclusion person giving a speech. So they had somebody signing that. And I remember they was like the straight and the gays. And they no, did this. That means gay. So that's what triggered my word. I want to know what the N word is. Cause I was like, can they still say, can they still? And I told to tell the story. You probably have to retire certain things. But that's like, what that I means thought. Gay, you probably like, you have to update This ain't it. that long ago. So I was like, I'm like. We're doing a limp wrist gesture, which by the way, is what a lot of old men in Boston do for gay. That's as well. what we thought. <laughs> yeah, but I was yeah. like, is that still the word? That's what made in the in the story I tell, that's what makes it like trigger that. Like I wonder what the N word is, if this still means Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that always had meant and I was like, did did we take that from sign language or was that did they take that from us? Yeah. Because that's a church way of saying like Right. You know, if you grew up in church or something, you'd be like, hey, don't he kind of like Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which what I'd like to know anthropologically, all of that, why a limp wrist, like what does it mean to have like a, a firm, upright, strong wrist and this is like a weak wrist? Is that what it is? I guess it's so. Like it's like effeminate? Masculine. And yeah, why is it effeminate? I know we're like, well, that's kind of effeminate to kind of like, if you're like kind of like dainty like that or whatever you want to say, yeah. but why? Why is that a sign? Why is that what your body does when you are embodying a, a female, uh, like a feminine presence or whatever it might be. I guess because all of the, if you were observing during a certain time, I don't know when sign language was born. And if it was born in like the 80s or something, that's kind of late. No, it, it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Was it like go back to like BC or something? I don't know. I'd like to know, but I know in There Will Be Blood, His Son Goes Deaf, it's 1898 and they teach him sign language. Oh, okay. So, so all right. So um, it's definitely been around for But a while. I guess the point I'm making is uh I guess from observation they saw like a lot of gay people at that time. Oh interesting. What, I feel like what they would that, consider what they would consider. Right, dandies. They'd be like, yeah. look at this dandy on his big yeah. wheel bicycle and, and his limp wrists. And they like Yeah. Got it. And then and then the straights would suddenly be like, like real real yeah. firm wrists all going around. What was it like having a dad with schizophrenia? Man, um, at the time, at the time it was bad. Like when you're going through a bad trip, you don't know what's going on. It's different than the drug thing happened. Um, if I would, it could have been worse if I would have known earlier. I mean, it could have been easier if I would known earlier. But they just like, oh, you know how he is. That he was that he was ill. Yeah. Or you know, you know, it's nothing that was talked about, or the scientific stuff wasn't right. Talked about is 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 a thing of like, how did it manifest? What were you? How did you know your? I, the first was... time I experienced something was when we was walking in the house and he was like, "Man, yo, you know, uh, this girl saying I did all type of stuff to her and and um, I heard you told told the police I did something to her, but I didn't I didn't hit her. I just grabbed her like this and he grabbed me by my shirt and like like that hmm. and. Um, he was like, "It's all good. I don't blame you. You don't, you didn't know what was going on." Um, and none of this had happened. I don't know what he was talking about. Yeah. Um, but he was like, um, "You could." Uh, he was like, "He was like, they can come for me. I got something for him." And then he took the ceiling top, like the 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 thing in the attic or whatever, and then he pulled out two Uzis. Oh my god. And um, 
And then I was just like, all right, basically, and went and ate some Frosted Flakes. Um, but, and I've told my grandfather. Um, said, Dad, Granddad, put on some clothes. I got something to say. No, nah, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> put your dick away. Uh, <laughs> but my grandfather was like, I don't think you should see your dad for a while. But we still didn't fully get explained what was going right. on. Right, it would have been better if someone was like, your dad is ill. Yeah. There's some sickness happening. And then the stories come, Stories make sense because my dad was taking a shooting one time. He was what? Taking a shooting to shoot rifles. Uh. And my grandma was like, don't don't get in the car with him. Don't you get in there. And we was all like, man, why grandma tripping? We just going to shoot rifles, shoot cans. We want to go shoot, we've been in the house all day. But looking back, it's like, you know, you were they going worried. shooting with an unstable person. Yeah, and he got kicked out of the mall for pulling two two blocks out on uh, some of his old co-workers who um, he thought was talking trash about him. And Something he, he had guns, manufactured? Like it wasn't, not that it makes sense if it was happening, but it wasn't happening. I don't know, because I don't, when you grow up with these stories, you also, think it's he real. he didn't know. He didn't know. He so, didn't know, but I don't, yeah. I don't know. So... Imagine if you, if he don't if your pops is like man they, and it's so in line with what's going on in the world. A white lady said something to me. They don't fire me at the job. These white boys and like he he lived. He was one black dude who lived in the, in a white neighborhood mm. with when two people had to work to pay for what he could pay for on his own because mm. he was good with money and stuff. And that came with his own stresses. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, in the eighties, so. Uh, especially in a town where you're doing better than everybody. Like, it's stuff that naturally make you paranoid anyway. Right. So it just it just put a blur on everything. Because hmm. you're like, was that real? Yeah. It's, you As were, a black man living in Los Feliz, you know what I mean? You go through those, you go through the similar things. What do you mean? Um, when security follow you around the neighborhood or... or oh, really? Yeah. Um... You come home at night with somebody trailing me, you know, or those things. So it's just natural. This is just natural hood stuff anyway. Mm. So it blurred the lines between that. Or he'd be like, oh, you can't trust women. They got your money. Mm. Yeah, it was like an exaggeration. Like like my, my therapist said, you know, I always remember this. He goes, paranoid people are right. You know, like if you're paranoid, you're correct. Like if you think your heart might stop or, or you know, I always think it's interesting that not to put darkness out in the world, but like, when I'm at the airport, I'm never worried. You get on the plane and then you might worry that the plane might crash. But it's like, but if you're at an airport, you're where a plane would crash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but we don't really think about that. But a paranoid person does and they're correct. Like you, there is a higher chance that something might happen while you're at the airport, but you tend to not worry. No, I worry because <laughs> the Atlanta airport shooting. <clears throat> well, that too, right? Shooting. Yeah, and uh, at any moment, I'm like, uh, just like how your, your girl said, like this was the day I could be driving down the street and like at any moment a bullet can hit me. Right. Well, that's true. It's true. Cause, and it's environmental. I used to walk home from school like that. Yeah. Right. Like I'm trying to do the right thing. And at any moment, some, a random uh, shootout can happen. Right. Somewhere far and you in the woods and a bullet can hit you. Right. You know, so. But to finish my therapist's point, he's like, you, that's true. Yeah. But you can't let it, rule your life well it did for a while right rule my life doesn't seem like it is anymore i want to step on cracks because i hurt my mama back <laughs> i was superstitious and religious growing up That's, so it was super like yeah focused yeah. so it definitely a lot of stuff like that 
you know. What were your superstitions? I mean, don't put hats on the bed. Don't put purse on the floor. Don't put purse. Don't put a woman purse on the floor because, um, you know, make her broke. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's a superstition. I didn't but know that one. We 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 broke. I never put your bag on the floor, and we still broke. We done been kicked out of our house. You know what I mean? All this stuff. But yeah, because you're not. You don't learn about financial literacy. You know what I mean? You learn about don't put a person. Put your on the floor. purse on the floor and learn to take a book out that motherfucker and learn how to <laughs> save ten percent of everything. <laughs> but um, so you were religious and and superstitious. Everything because you so y'all everything people believe you tell you. You know if you put a hat on the bed, somebody will die. That's it. I didn't know that. Yeah, one it's like certain stuff like that. If you if you eat if you wash your clothes. On the last Sunday of the, you know, of the month, somebody could die. It's like a little stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. See, we're back at the bullet or the airport dangers or whatever. We're all doing our best to live in a world that is constantly changing. So those things give the, you know, we do it in a fancy way too. You can look at data like certain type of scientific data and be like, this gives me comfort. I'm not saying science is superstition. I'm just saying no study is perfect. Yeah. How many times does a study come out and they're like, well, they weren't studying this factor, this factor, this factor. But fuck that. When it comes out, especially if it confirms our bias, we take a lot of comfort in it. I'm going to say that's that's just a different echelon of don't put a hat on a bed. It's just a, a way yeah. of feeling like you have control. Like your bit about paper straws. I want to feel like I have control. I know that 99% of plastic waste in the ocean is from commercial fishing, but I'm going to stop using straws because it gives me the illusion of contribution. Because And then I can kind of like quiet down the voices. That's another hat on a bed. And just like my cousin, they trying to give him 10 years over this little bag, over a pound of weed. Yeah. N- knowing that the government gets the stuff in, yeah, and the cartel. These are billion dollar. This is a billion dollar business. This ain't right, right. You know, so it's the same with the sh- the yes. sh- straws to me. So that's the parallels of it, and as well as the f- the homelessness, which my dad would wander the streets. Yeah, that's how all these things tie in. But it took to recently realize a lot of those people wandering the streets are mentally yeah ill. Right, right. right. Well, that's what we had in the 80s. You'd call a home. I didn't, but my dad didn't. But some people would call homeless people bums because that was a way of saying these are lazy people. These are non-productive people. Now it gets a lot more complicated yeah. when you go like these are mentally ill people. Or it's, it's would rather be ignorant and clear cut and go, hey, we're back at racism. Or, or, or whatever, yeah. uh, social economics. Because yeah. the thing of me touching the turtle... Yeah, in your special. Which is which is could be way more dangerous than touching a, a homeless person's hand. Mm. Um, but just as the same texture as touching a crackhead's hand, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I found way more nasty than touching a a sea turtle. Like I took chances on the sea turtle, right, right, versus like feeling a crackhead's hand, which is like, whew, you know what I mean? Where what? religion were you raised did you say baptist baptist and where are you at now we're we're in the last 20 minutes or so here we always talk about the meaning of life you seem like you have an interesting one we're talking about waves this is this is a worldview this is a thought system i'm curious what you make 
of reality if you have a story that you tell about it some sort of framework for it i believe nature law of a man's man's law nature over man's yeah what does that mean um like if a lion's hungry it's gonna eat like if a man's that hungry he would do something to his own brother mm. you know the idea that we're like three meals away from chaos chaos but then you know if it if it if it rains you live on a muddy hill it's gonna slide don't care how much money you got or nothing right, or right, right. we drive fancy cars through the canes if you mess up you're going over right it don't care your race right like nature just don't care about certain things right and to me that comes first the man ability to kill like some people i never kill but you don't know because you've never been pushed there before right. so i always have that that nature will right supersede what is illegal or not Right. You know, there's a humility to that too. Yeah. It's a privilege to say, I would never do this, this, or this. Basically, what you're saying is, I've never been pushed to do this, this, or this, or this. Yeah. Or it's not, it's not in me, but oh, it's in, it's of course in it's you. in you. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, there's uh, primal things happening. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, and people will break the man's, break man's law if, if it's natural, if it's something natural to them. Right. Pedophilia is that, it's all that. Is breaking nature's law? Yeah, no. Is is this is not this is my nature's law? It's illegal for me to do to do this, so I gotta. But I cannot not do it, and I just oh, use that one thing. That's what you mean. That's what breaking it means. Huh? That's Break. what that's what breaking man's law is. Yeah, your nat your nature or your natural thing takes over that. So is murder. Murder is a version of that. Yeah, right. right. And most other things, stealing to eat is a version. Stealing of it. Yeah, I, I mention all the time, but. Uh, I read the book Tribe, and they talk about like the biggest law you could break was hoarding or or, or stealing more than is your share, taking more yeah. food than is your share. And they're like, uh, "There's a spider, tiny one. Look at you, cool, cool." Yeah, because I don't know what the type of spider. Is. Yeah, I always have to cool. see before I. Yeah, that was cool though. Yeah, I you looked, looked more relaxed. You looked more relaxed. Yes, that was. It's like you ever hear gunshots. That's when you don't panic. Don't panic. Yeah. Why? Because you gotta know. You don't know. You gotta figure out where it's coming from. There's a lot of things you gotta figure out before you move, or you are gonna run in the direction of the thing. Right. So you 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 know outside of anger is learning how to tame the that the fear. But we do that. <laughs> that was so cool. I do that with driving that. anyway or if stage you calm fright. Down. Yeah. 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 You feel this adrenaline and you use you 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 yeah. cycle it back through so it's calm. Well, the the fear and stuff is pre you being present. That's why I said if I'm not nervous, I'm not. Uh, it's something wrong wrong with me with not being nervous. Yeah. Whether I'm about to drive or whether um like I see why people do these activities now, because it one it helps you tame your nerves, but you use your nerves because it makes you more alert. That's right. People that still twenty plus years in stand up, they're like, "Do you get nervous?" And I'm like, "I know it's not my line, but I go, I'm nervous when I'm not nervous." That's the scary part. If you're too calm, you do crazy. You Byron, go. If I'm like feeling really funny, if I'm like backstage and I'm just being real funny, I'm like, it's that's the wrong energy. It has to be this like question. Yeah. Like, am I funny? Can I do this in the in the right way? And then you go out and there's there's a there's a bout now. Now yeah. something's happening. Like you're special in a, in a boxing ring. That's that's the feeling. You don't want to go out being like, I'm the king of the world. I'm the champion necessarily. I that's how I felt. But then so much went wrong. I said, what's up? The laugh mic fell out. The the uh, Really? COVID, COVID killed 80% of my audience. So it's people there from my childhood who didn't even know I talked. 
because they're not used to hearing me talk. So all the at the end when I thought everybody was gonna be like, man, that was so dope. It was like, man, I'm proud of you. Wait. Yeah. Cause of what I everything I went through, because they was yeah. like, I didn't even know he, he didn't talk when he was yeah. little. Or yeah. you know, um, it was guys that was like, he ain't funny. Why are we going to this? Wow. Well, that's your hometown thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it it ended up being the people that needed, you know, spiritually needed to be there. Of course. But it wasn't necessarily the people Speaking I Speaking of spiritual, I love that people are putting their hands up. Because I, oh, I, yeah. I've been to black church and I was oh, like, yeah. this is good. They were also giving you a wider vocabulary of responses. There was like, mm, and uh-uh. And like, yeah. like people were, and you could hear all that. And I was like, this is really good. You did something very human, something real. With sound, I was like, we got to get all of those responses you can tell yeah because you can smooth those out in post some people might take them out but you had a very no. real special it's it's admirable it's yeah. really special thank you man so let me ask you this do you think when you die it's over you talk to your dad you have a relationship after they're gone now here's the thing and this probably on my social media so this is my life is my uh uh vr yeah this is the journey so so me my soul is here to do all type of things so yeah maybe just like if you take off oculus you go back to doing stuff like when you die yeah so to me it's like okay this thing is over the 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 this is this was fun it's like playing a video game all right yeah for better or for worse you know we're right. here for for a journey i tell people it's like when you play mario and you miss the jump first jump what happened you come back you come back Right? Yeah. That's the lesson. If you don't get the first jump, you ain't going to get to the next thing. Right. So I learned that we sometimes you see people that keep bumping their head on the same thing. When it's time, you get to leave this place, this world. But until then, you got to learn to get over the jumps. Or you, you it's still another world you got to go through. Yeah. The princess is in another castle. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's something else, man. But I realize, you know, having my dad die in my arms, which is such a spiritual thing, than having die as my dad, which is the worst thing. I can mm. experience. Uh, what do you mean? He died in your arms, which was a spiritual thing. He died in my arms. I felt him go through my body, and I was able to communicate with him. His spirit? Yeah. Like um, you felt so, like I felt it before the machines knew, which hmm. is crazy. And hmm. then I had to tell everybody um, that he what passed. What did it feel like? Man, it was like a, it's like a weird tingly. It's like a sharp tingle. Um, and it started in my hands. Like You know how your, your feet and stuff like go to sleep? But then it gets stronger and stronger, and then it just moved up my body in like a burning uh, uh, tingle. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm there by his bedside, and I'm just like, it's like as still as that hiss right now. Because mm. you can't tell nobody because you're experiencing this thing, and you know what it is. And it's a heat. It's a heat that goes up, and then it just, it's just gone. And it like trailed out. Yeah, but I wasn't angry it was very peaceful it was one of the most peaceful outside of being on shrooms is one of the most peaceful stillness hmm. how ever. was his energy well his energy went through you was his well he came out of a coma when i was there he he coded five times and it's crazy because i was coming i was doing press for this movie i was in at hmm. tiff at toronto film festival and i landed and my cousin called and was like hey he coded five times and uh they not gonna they not gonna bring him back and i asked my girl what that mean they like his heart stopped so we went, we came back to Los Feliz, ate, went back to the airport, went to Georgia, drove three hours in the night and got there like two o'clock in the morning. 
Wow. And when I got there, he was asleep, you know, uh, and then he saw me and his eyes open. Then he started moving towards me. And I was like, I don't know if he thought, you know, he wanted to give me a hug or he wanted to choke choke me. So that stuff is still there, That's right? Your normal like thing. Like he thought I was there to kill him. Like yeah. that was the that was the paranoia part. Yeah. Um and uh I remember he couldn't talk because he had a tubes breathing, but I remember looking into his soul hmm. and telling him, No need to apologize for nothing. You were great. You you know, you was balancing something that was out of your hands and I'm a I'm gonna take what you've done as far as I can take it. I'm gonna mm-hmm. take the flag and I'm gonna plant it somewhere as far as as as, uh, as I can for mm-hmm. the next you know for the next person. And you know um, when he did pass, I realized you know how you at the theme park and it's, it's a person in front of you on the single single person in front of you on a roller coaster and he gets on. Whoosh, and I'm like, I'm looking, and there's nobody behind me, and I'm next because hmm. I have no kids. And I was like, oh shit! And that's like one of the realest feelings ever. You know what I mean? That you're next to die. That I'm the ne- I'm the last. Yeah. Bowers and I'm next. Oh. Because my grandfather happened the same way. Hmm. I was the last person my grandfather saw. Because hmm. I'm the third. Hmm. So I'm the remaining of this the, the bloodline too. So my grandfather came out of coma in '96, and my mother told me to tell him bye. And this was all new to me. And he died when I left. He died, but he came out of his coma to see me. Wow! And she's like, "Tell him you love him and everything." So it was experience. I experienced that twice. So must feel good to feel you're worth leaving a coma. Well, for. that <laughs> and be able to have this experience. And and bring this closure that a lot of people don't have, right? Mm. So we shooting this it's opening. We on shrooms, like we get a call, somebody died, and it's bad. It's bad, right? And we still taking them, and we filming. And then that night, the snowstorm happened in the middle of the desert, and I'm hugging my girl. We crying, and I'm like, it's a storm coming. 2020, uh, 2021 or something like that. It's a storm coming. I can, I can't, I don't know what it is, but it's coming. And you can, you can see the haze coming all the way, and it's the snow is packed. And um, I remember like saying like Earth is dying. Like everybody's sleep now. I'm like Earth is dying. I'm dying. You need help. Ask for help. You can't go through this alone. All these things like my health will never be the same. And like the trip is getting bad. And I had my first anxiety attack because I'm breathing and I'm like, I can't control my breath. And I'm like breathing like my dad on the breathing machine. Cause when mm-hmm. he died, it was just, his body was just limp and it was like that. And I'm trying to get in rhythm with this breathing machine. And I look up and I'm like, my girl, like, you okay? Is she sleep? I'm like, I'm dying. I'm dying. And I look and I see death in like a black hoodie and with white behind him. And I look into it, and it's me looking at my dad because I wore a black hoodie with the hood up. Hmm. And to me, this is to me the worst way to die is in a hospital bed. To me, but I'm going through that death, and I experienced the loss. I experienced was another one of the worst things to experience to me. So in that trip, I experienced two of my worst fears, and I went through this whole thing, and I and I let go, which you have to do in life, right? 
And everything went still and quiet. And I look and my cousin asleep, who I love. My girl is right here, peacefully asleep. The dog is here, peacefully asleep. My girl, best friend upstairs, it was all family. Hmm. And I grabbed my phone and I wrote, I died and woke up rich. <laughs> I'm in a desert, it's a fire going, it's glass everywhere, it's a beautiful view of the snow. And because that the fam the your loved ones are there, that's like the wealthiest rich. thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. So Wow. Yeah. So, so that's the that's the part of the opening you didn't that, that you didn't see. Yeah. You didn't see. From your special. Because yeah. we did shrooms, like we did shrooms for real. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask. That's yeah. crazy. So with your dad passing through you, that seems to lend itself to spirit, life continuing, us being souls, yeah. bodies, all that. Yeah, I was on, I made love to my lady one time. We was in London. And I remember going to the bathroom and I was peeing. And I was like, man, my dad would be proud of me because he had a lot of women from that. And uh, I was thinking about him. And the French doors opened. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I was like, come on, man. <laughs> Cause you don't want to ever get them thoughts. To me, that's like every black person in a horror movie, like not trying to be scared. But he's starting to get scared. He's like, man, come on, man, y'all tripping, man. <laughs> you know. And I went and climbed in bed. But I remember my grandfather. My grandfather told me he was mad one time. My dad walked in on him. My grandmother, why you trying to have sex? And he just looked over and was like, "What y'all doing?" <laughs> so when the doors open, like all that stuff came back to me, and I was like. What have you heard that? Like, what y'all doing? Yeah, like, come on, man. And I got in the bed. I remember putting the cover up on my head. Have you ever almost died? Yeah, like eight, nine times, yeah. Really? I drowned once. You drowned? I drowned. I was playing about a po the pool. I had to be like, I think, probably four years old. And I drowned, and I saw, you know, you know how the pool looked, that beautiful blue and that little light was like the last thing I saw. And I woke up, and somebody had me in their hands. Uh... And they was giving me to my to my mom. Wow. Um, that's one time I fell off a, a swing, a rusty swing set, and landed on my neck, and it was stuck, and I couldn't breathe. And I was like trying to get help, but I couldn't, you know, explain. And then somehow it popped back. Oh my god. Um, various stuff like that, car accidents. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. And I'm now I'm nervous because it's at least about eight times. Yeah. Uh, Most people just are like, no, or they have one. No, nah, this is like, and I'm like, I don't know how many more of these I have <laughs> either, <laughs> you know, to come out un unscathed. Oh. Um, but you get bullet time. There's been times I've been in a car and like one time a, a truck was a semi was merging and I was in a little Ford Focus and it didn't see me and it got dark. It, uh, it started to blow all the light and it got dark and I just let go. Uh, it was over. Like I'm in a car by myself. And I tried to like like punch it, and it didn't have enough power, and I just let go, and the truck just merged, and the car somehow slowed down enough to where I was just like it just came, and I was just hollered, and I just downshifted, and then got over. Whoa, bullet time, bullet. But that one, but that one bullet time. Another time I was in my sister car, and a car something happened with cars. A car swerved like this, and then I threw it in neutral, and then just got over. And now, 
I never respected her little Jetta until then. And I was like, I was like, this is a solid car. Volkswagen. Yeah. Car of the people. Yeah, car of the people. Hey, by the way, to finish that point, before Hitler's addresses, they would play those unholy frequencies that are really unpleasant. And then when he started to speak beneath the speech, they'd play pleasing tones. You know what I'm saying? So you you turn it on. He's like, he's going to talk at 11. You turn on it, 10.55 and be like... Then it'd come on and be like, and underneath it'd be like, oh. wow, isn't that crazy? That's brilliant, right? Sometimes I worry. You know how they're like, we're gonna give the whole world free internet. I'm like, it's a radio, man. Yeah, it's a free radio. And but that's the thing with those scientists back then, for better or for worse, man. They not they really knocked some stuff out. They got what they got. They, they knocked some stuff out between tinkering with people and. The weird serums and the weapons and the cars and right. the radio and all these new discoveries that they were doing at the time. You know, not you know, for better or for worse, that's kind of what happens when you you deal with, you know. I had a bad trip. My first bad trip I experienced what it's like to l- lose love at such a massive scale that I wanted power. Oh, wow. That's crazy. To not feel needed, feel yeah. heartbreak. There's so much I wanted power to where people would need me, whether I yep. whether they love me or not. That's right. And that's a that's a big epiphany. Feeling that for mankind through because all my trips go all the way back to the beginning. So feeling that all the his, the history of that so big throughout mm. mankind's mm. existence mm. for wow. seven hours to where I ended up in the tub in fetal position because I wanted my be in my mother's womb. Yeah. I've done that in a hot tub. And I was like, it was really weird. It was cool though. And my girl came in and hugged me like, and I remember looking at her, not what broke that was me looking at her eyes and seeing nature in the pasture. Hmm. And I was like, this is what love is. And it's hmm. such a peaceful thing. Hmm. And I'll never forget that because that's what calms me down sometimes when I'm angry. It's beautiful. You got a lot of wisdom, man. I love this. I'm loving this chat. I wish we weren't a little short on time. I'm going to ask you the last question. I feel like I could talk to you for another yeah. two hours. That's that's just to compliment you. Um, can you tell me, just because we've gone everywhere and meaning and all that, here's a light question. Can you tell me a time in your life you laughed so hard you cried, something stupid happened, someone fell down, maybe someone farted? It's still dark. It hit me. As I, long I as was you, hustling when I was 18. I stopped hustling. You were dealing drugs. Yeah, and uh, I was at a low, and I wanted to kill myself. And I was going through all the ways I wanted to kill myself, but I couldn't afford some of the ways to kill myself, which made me even more sad. (laughs) And at that that moment, (laughs) I found my sense of humor. Wow. Because to me, God, me and God was talking to God. I was like, do it. Jump out the window. That's free. (laughs) <laughs> oh. But he was like, oh, you're on the first floor. So you ain't going to die. You can be in a wheelchair at the club, fucked up, explaining to people why you jumped out of the window. Oh, my God. So all God those roasted thugs, you. Yeah, we was, we just, you know, so this is how, this is our, <laughs> this is me and God's not only communication, but our relationship. Mm. You know, so <laughs> it, was, Go it ahead. was laughing. You know, Jump you, out the window. Yeah, yeah, do it. Oh, sorry. You're not in a penthouse building. That's yeah. not going to do anything. Yeah, you're going to be at the club in the wheelchair telling people, <laughs> drinking. Somebody got to put a straw with the, with the Coors Light with a straw, you know. <laughs> uh, so 
I mean, it was just so funny. And I was like, I couldn't hang myself. You can't hang yourself because you're black. That's a no. That's a no automatically. Oh, my God. Is that a thing? I'm not trying to be funny. I don't know, but these are yeah. thoughts. I don't know yeah. if it's a thing yeah. or not, but you definitely, it's yeah. just not. Yeah. So. I mean, I immediately understood. I was like, yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, he's like, you already cut yourself. Use the butter knife for that. So, uh. You can't afford a nice knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a dark bet. But it's not, it's. It's just where I found everything. I think that's why my conversation, my jokes always go to these real yeah. weird dark places or why I do dramas versus I don't do comedies as much, yeah. you know, because it's like I could I could find funny in this yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. That's you know. really interesting. man. Well, I want you to keep doing it because it's really working and I haven't seen a special that is like yours. You know what Thank I mean? You. There's like. Well, it shouldn't have been a special. It should have been. Like a short film or something, because it's oh, interesting, yeah. But you know, because I prom- I had to promote it that way. They they was like, uh, at first they're like, you should go do a set on Colbert. I'm like, you can't do this a set about this, and talk about it in a way like how we having conversations and patterns yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. So I'm realizing like, yeah, it could have been this other a film, uh, like a short indie. Well, film. maybe next time, because you got a lot left. I love it. Yeah. It's really interesting. Thank you, man. Sorry to wrap up, but incredible i'm glad you we we were trying for years to yeah make this happened well this is just time now yeah we're we're at a time in our lives where we had this conversation it wouldn't have been this that's right that's true and you did my first hey he did my first my first tv appearance was that's on right. your show that's right and we, i crushed it's probably my best tv performance yeah look that up too the Pete Pete home show. show yeah my best performance no that's real i remember jp buck man shout out to jp buck jp buck um well th- and obviously i was like absolutely but jp deserves the credit for that yeah but i was happy to have you and he gave me that break too jp got me that show. shout out shout out to JP, jp jp uh all right man thank you so much this was awesome people are gonna love it check out the special i can't say the title you say it spiritual nigga <laughs> you can say spiritual n-word spiritual n-word daniel van kurt was like n-word think of n-word spiritual n-word <gasps> that seems like if we were on drugs, we would have thought that was incredible. That's incredible to me. Wait, inward. 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 <laughs> so when I redo the truck, I'm like, I'm definitely throwing that on there. That's great. But nobody, we'll know what it is, but nobody else. That's know. right. And we ended on the truck. We began on the truck. This was its own sine wave. This was a pattern. And that's how it should be. Remember that. Would you say keep it crispy? It's how we close. You keep say keep it crispy. Go- hey. I don't care what you do out there or how you like it. This is the most important thing you could do in life. Keep it crispy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Byron.